0: Hey there, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Dixon. This is a podcast place for women to be equipped and encouraged as we live anchored lives in Jesus Christ. So we look at all of the craziness of our busy lives, of our busy days, and the chaos of the season, and we decide to go against the grain and we get anchored. And we live fruitful lives as disciples when we remain in that place. And it doesn't mean that our situations are perfect or even fixed in the least bit. It does mean that we have an anchor for the storm and we can still be fruitful and we can still thrive. So that's what this podcast is about. I'm really passionate for women to thrive in the everyday seasons of her life. So I'm so glad that you have joined. We are talking this whole month, this Black History Month, this month of love, about believing. We're going to dig deeper and um, and really assess our behaviors, some of the outwardness of what we do, and looking at deeper than that, why do we do what we do? Because we're looking at what we believe. What do you believe? So we talked last week about... Um, we really dug into Mark eight twenty nine, where Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's really assessing their hearts uh, and, and what they believe, others believe about Jesus in hopes for them to critically think and critically discern what they believe about Jesus. So in Mark 8, 29, specifically, Jesus says, but you, who do you say that I am? And this is important. This is a question that I'm asking for you to bring to your quiet time. I'm a pointer, friends. I am a pointer for you to, again, just get anchored. So I want to point you to, you're going to hear this a lot on this podcast, where I'm pointing you to your quiet time. I'm pointing you to your inner time with Jesus because all of our issues... All Like, I I mean, I hate to use an absolute, but legitimately all of our issues really start from a spiritual place first and the fruition of it. You know, it's easy to do behavior modification or I'm just going to try to outthink and, and, and force myself to go this other direction. And that can get very exhausting if you don't deal with the root of the issue. So there is a spiritual root to the things that we see or, or the things that we believe and the things that we do. And I love it how Jesus gets right back down, just gets right to the point. So that's, that's what we're doing. What, what do you believe about Jesus to be true about him? And the application all month is, is from 2 Corinthians 13:5. Um, it says, test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves, or do you or do you yourselves not recognize that Jesus Christ is in you unless you fail the test? So this is the encouragement, friend. Test yourself, examine yourself again. What do you believe to be true about Jesus? Test your heart. And it's not you testing yourself and then you being the greater of your tests. It is testing yourself through the lens and the light of Jesus Christ. And particular to this week, we're really thinking about marriage. So just as I kind of mentioned, all of our issues really start spiritually first. And marriage is no different than that. In terms of what we believe about marriage, there's, there's some false expectations, some false hopes that we really want to start exposing and really shine to the light of Jesus. Another thing that we talked about last week was um, the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship by, by Pete Scazzaro. And there's these different axioms that he's built this uh, EHD on. And the eighth one is disrupting false peace to have real peace. So we're looking at what we believe in order to disrupt some some lies, some, some things that we may have bought into inadvertently, some things that we may have picked up along the way. So we're disrupting those in order to establish something better. And I think that's just so exciting that there's that there's more. There's, there's a better way. I feel like Jesus is always calling us to, and, and even biblically speaking, if you just read everything in red in the Bible, like even if you didn't read anything else, if you literally just in the Old Testament or the New Testament, just read everything in red, Jesus was disrupting false peace. He was disrupting um, the old way. Because there was something better. So, friends, in your marriage, for you wives, for you um, who maybe you're not married yet but you're engaged. Well, this is a perfect. This is the perfect time to start really thinking about. Well, what do I actually believe? What what am I actually going to be carrying into my marriage? This is this is really important. And for for me personally, when my husband and I um, teach and speak to to couples, both married and 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 um unmarried uh, we we really share our testimony and we share about the damage of both coming from divorced households and just the generation of that you know just around us that that was all we knew that was all we saw and and i remember very specifically when god gave me a new vision a new way a better way and that that he was that he's doing a new thing as second corinthians 5:17 talks about And it seemed like a big daunting task to to make a change, but I had to die to some old things. I had to lay some old things down, some old beliefs about marriage. And it cost me. So this is not without a cost. This is not easy to go against the grain of your genetics, of your upbringing, This is going to cost you, but friend, it's going to be so worth it. So let's jump into prayer, and then we are going to talk about marriage and what do we believe. Uh, Dear Holy Spirit, thank you so much, God. Thank you so much for um, being the source to to us, God. Thank you for being exactly what we need, even though we don't know that it's what we need. God, you are everything to us, Father God. You're all sufficient, and I just pray, God, that the women listening today um, that her marriage be transformed, beginning with her. God, that through um, reading these scriptures, through her time with you, Father God, just sitting with you at your well, God, that her cup be full. In Jesus' name, amen. So it's really this um, this picture, if you think about, so marriage is a God creation, just period. It is between one man, one woman, regardless of what the culture says, regardless. I don't care if um, you know, pastors and popes and, and everything. God creation, Genesis 2, it is between one man, one woman, anything else is a deviation. Anything else than that is a um, disruption. So talk about disrupting false peace. Well, we're going to talk about the correct design of marriage. So marriage is a God creation between one man and one woman. And it is meant to be a reflection of Jesus and the church, you know, Jesus and and the bridegroom. Um, So this picture of Christ in the church, doesn't it make sense then, if you think about it, to look at the other side? Doesn't it make sense for an enemy to not have messed with um, Adam at all until he was married? If you think about it, he didn't show up until he was married in Genesis 3. So you've got Genesis, the creation, all of that. And Genesis 1, you've got Genesis 2, man and woman come together. And then Genesis 3 is the fall. And the enemy wants to take out the foundation, the the depiction, the visual depiction of Christ in the church. So marriage is, there's so much more to the story. So just to start with, like, what do you, what are some of your expectations about what marriage is? Do you think that it's meant to complete you? That it's meant to make you happy? That it's, you know, and and, and on the other side, I actually do think, and I have to be careful about this a lot of times that I'm always like, oh, marriage is so hard. Like I say that also about raising kids and teenagers. We have to be really careful. You know, I really I was really convicted about that when I was talking about my teenager Um, Recently at work, it was just crazy how the Holy Spirit was just like, stop saying that. And I was like, okay. Um, But I had to be careful myself. It is okay to be honest to say marriage is hard because it is, but it's also very good too, right? So it's not just this, oh my gosh, we're just barely making it. Well, why are you just barely making it, right? So I know why we used to just be barely making it. So you could be on this other negative end of, man, marriage is, is just so hard. It's so bad. Or you on this other side can just have these false hopes and expectations that, well, if I get married, I'm going to be happy. If I get married, I'm going to be cle- um, complete. And that's just a lie. It's a false expectation that, that we're setting ourselves up to believe about marriage. And then when that doesn't happen, when the husband doesn't complete you, when the husband... um is difficult to be married to and all of your dreams have gone down, gone down the, the toilet, then what? Right. Um, so it's really important that we understand where we stand first. This is what I wrote down. Where, if you can gauge yourself between one and 10, and I feel like I'm giving somebody a pain score at at, at work for, for uh pain, <laughs> where does your pain rage? Actually, I say zero to ten. Zero is none, and ten is like I am hurting horrible. So think about that for marriage. Zero to ten. Let's do zero to ten. Where where is your relationship with God? Zero is clearly zero, none, and ten is you know you walking in in garden eating with Jesus. You know. So where where is your relationship with God? And this is really important to assess as we're you know, second Corinthians thirteen five, as I read that scripture, testing ourselves, examining ourselves, it's really important that we understand where is our stance about God, with God, before we're trying to dissect our husbands or dissect the marriage. And think about then if you've ever rode an airplane, raise your hand. So when you raise when I don't know if you listen, like I half listen, you know, or if it depends on if the stewardess is right next to me. Um, is it stewardess? Can I say stewardess or is it flight, flight attendant? Whatever the correct political word for it is. But, you know, when they're going through instructions and you kind of feel pressured because they're like standing right by you. But you know what they're going to say, you know, th- that they're going to talk about, well, if the plane goes down, you know how to exit, etc. But there's this part about the oxygen, though. You know, when your oxygen, when the pressure in the cabin changes and the oxygen mask falls down, make sure you secure your oxygen mask before you secure that of others. And, I, and, and they know us mothers, right? Where they're like, put shows on first before you put your kids on. And this is important as we're thinking about marriage. We each need our own oxygen mask. I cannot exist. Both Eddie and I cannot exist on each other's. I mean, just imagine he wouldn't have enough air. Like if, if I'm just sitting here not grabbing my own oxygen mask from the, from the plane, which is, you know, falling from the sky. And if I'm keep taking his, then how is he going to be in, in upright standing? He's not, or vice versa. So think about the importance of your own like tap. So if I can, Do a visual, your own tap into the Holy Spirit, into your time with God. Because again, remember, all of our issues, all, not just marriage, begin spiritually. And we want to disrupt some false peace in order to establish some new ones. We want solid marriages and a solid, great, thriving, flourishing marriage is not because my husband has met all my needs. Or because we've had a date night every night. Or because just the orgasms are phenomenal every day of the week. Or because he I'm an acts of service person. Because I come home and the house is so clean and it smells like, I love the smell of fabuloso and vinegar and bleach. It's just an amazing combination, even though it makes him vomit. But when all of those things that I need are met, that's not when the marriage is great. The marriage isn't great when... He is making me happy. The marriage, the solid, great, thriving, flourishing marriage is a byproduct of individual oneness, individual Holy Spirit fullness with Jesus Christ. This is why it only works when we go back to the original Genesis 2, the original design of marriage between one man and one woman. And when both of them have an oxygen airplane mask oxygen tank of their own to the Holy Spirit, that's when it works. That's when it's solid. This fullness individually before we try to starve and, and, and deplete one another. When we have a tap. And where I wanted to just read briefly was um, Psalm 23. So, my life group, um, which is, I, I'm sure churches call them different, but life group, small group, church group, um, making big church small at my church. And um, we're actually reading Psalm 23 um, with uh, really calling out the enemy, you know. And um, it, it's been, it was, it's, it's a really good book. But when I was thinking of this fullness in God, in order to be full in our marriage. I think of Psalm 23. It says, verse one, the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. I have my own oxygen tank. So even if my husband is over here, turn up from the ceiling to the floor, even if he is not tapped in, even if you are the only one who is getting spiritually full, yes, it's hard. Let me go ahead and just say that quickly. It is will be hard. Period. It is hard. And it's depleting, right? I mean, you you think about your cup, your coffee cup, you you might need to be at the tap every 10 seconds, you know, versus if you were in a marriage, a more healthy marriage, because you are married to a husband who's tapped in. So it's hard, it's going to be more depleting. But you have a tap. You just have to tap back in more often. Now, you know, we can talk about boundaries and all that we can, we can do all that. But in terms of marriage, Jesus really deals with our hardness of our hearts and in, in Matthew um, 19, I believe. And it'll be on the blog podcast, CourageousRatings.com. I hope you get there, go there, get subscribed, get thriving, flourishing um, content in your email every week. And this week it's about marriage. Um, But Jesus really deals with the hardness of our heart. So we do have a tap back in. So it's easy to start listening to the lies of our flesh and the lies around us. That like, girl, you should just and girl, you should just. Well, Jesus is like, but I am all that you need. And if you think about it, if I if you have all that you need, Psalm 23, if you have it all, you have a shepherd. You have all of your needs met sitting at this table. He prepares a table for us. We get to sit at a banquet table. I don't know. I really feel like everybody would have. Please head to the Facebook group. what would you have? That's a question I'm going to ask. What would you have at your banquet table? Just like your favorite foods. What are those? What are your favorite drinks, your favorite foods? Think about this banquet table. And this is, this is literally like... Um, Not what's necessarily at the banquet table with God, but it's just this, this depiction of you have everything you want, you know, everything you want at this table, what would be at your table? If you can have your top items, what would be there? Well, then if you have everything you need there, I mean, anything else extra is, is extra. It's not needed. It would be okay. I mean, I guess, but I don't need it. I'm sitting here at this banquet table that that God has prepared for me. And that's Psalm 23, verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And in this case, maybe your husband feels like your enemy. He's not your enemy, but maybe he feels like your enemy. So what are you believing about your enemy, who your real enemy is? Because here in this Psalm 23, we still are sitting at a table in the presence of our enemy. Full Full at the tap with an enemy in our own household. Y'all, this is a new vantage point. Somebody, both would be the goal, has to be a reflection, a witness, an ambassador, an ambassador, a representation of Jesus Christ. That would be wonderful again. Best picture if that was both of us. But what if it's just you? this is my question for you. What if it's just you? What do you believe about Jesus Christ, about marriage? What if you are the only representation? Do you believe that God can do it? Do you believe that he can not only fill you up and sustain you at this table in the presence of your enemy? Do you believe that? And do you believe that he can turn this marriage around? you know, marriage is really an outlet. It's really, um, if you think about real life discipleship, it is walking in the footsteps of Christ being married. It is discipleship 101 when you're married. But you get to sit at this banquet table. And this is why our marriages are different than the marriages of the world. Because we get access. We're not just sitting on the ground eating crumbs and scraps that fall from this amazing table that he's prepared for us. We get to sit there in the presence of our King, of our Lord, of our Savior, of our tap, of all that we need. So friends, when, when we are full in God, it really helps our vantage point of our husbands, of our marriage. Because when we're on the opposite end, when we're, when we're not full, it's so easy. I'm so guilty of this, of really focusing on what my husband is not doing, focusing on how he's not meeting my needs. And I might stay there for a good day, a couple days, you know, but man, when I get back with the holy Spirit when i when I realign myself, when I go back first to God and bring him my disappointments, my hurts, my anger, whatever it is, when I give it to him to shoulder first versus listening to i mean I go to the counselor, I do right, talk to your girlfriend, I do. But what does God say first? When I go to him first and get right in my own heart, my own alignment with God first, he really helps me examine what's really going on. Well, Brittany, you might have been angry that Eddie didn't do this because you really haven't been sitting with me that much this week. And this week has really um, tapped you emotionally. There's been a lot of things going on and um, you're not really angry at Eddie because um he missed picking up a kid on time. You're really just tired. You're really just frustrated. Or um, remember when your husband um, said this to you and it might've triggered and you might've, you didn't believe the best about him in that moment. You thought this um, because you really didn't ask and communicate what he was really trying to convey to you. And then you just let that thought go uncontrolled that, was in between your two ears and you just ran with it so do you see what happens when you sit and examine your thoughts your thinking your heart with God you're gonna leave more full and you're gonna leave with a new vantage point about your husband maybe maybe he's still doing his thing listen i I, we cannot fix people right but you will be full You will be on this new journey of a life that you're not waiting to get your needs met by by a creation. We look to creation to complete us, right? I mean, if you really think about it out loud, I mean, whether that's marriage or that's whatever it is, we look to created things to be the creator and it just doesn't work. So we need to start disrupting that and we need to start putting first things first, which is what do we believe about Jesus Christ in our marriages? So friend, I pray that this has been encouraging. I really do. I pray that this points you to your time, to some conversations with you and God. I really, really do. I really pray that you open up those scriptures yourself, that you test and examine yourself this week. And um, head to the blog CourageousRadiance.com, connect with me on Instagram at Courageous Radiance, And I'm so, so grateful, so thankful for you, friend. I'm so thankful that you've taken the time that you are pouring into what matters.